I'm Derek Hunter. It is the 19th of May, 2022. The Thursday edition of the Derek Hunter podcast. The smooth sound vocal stylings of moi. Eric Day Hunter. Hey, the whole show being Pig Latin. Just kidding. Thank you for listening, downloading, sharing a friend, and all that good sharing with a friend. Or share your friends. You know, don't hog your friends. It's a real jerk kind of thing. You sit there and you hog all your friends. Uh, you can email me, DerekAllenHunter, at gmail.com. And, of course, you can always go to patreon.com slash Podcast. That's where you'll find the extra shows and all the extras, all the, the pictures of the family, the week in effing review, the contests, everything we got going that we got going here happens there, patreon.com slash Podcast. All right. Let's, uh, I gotta start getting the house ready, which means I've got cleaning to do for, uh, Quinn's birthday gathering of a whole, I don't know, maybe five or six kids and their parents this weekend. Good Lord. Anyway, so let's start the show. You don't need to know that. There is, um, well, I, I held off on this I, yesterday. I, It's hard to talk about the president of the United States these days and Democrats in general without seriously wanting to go off like your Andrew Dice Clay, right? trying to make a name for himself at the beginning of his career. You're just throwing around four-letter words. You just want to – they deserve it. Quite frankly, they deserve it. But um, I have to try and calm down when I think of what these – people are doing to this country what they're doing willingly to this country there's no way everybody look joe biden you can fool him into thinking anything he's dumb he was always dumb he's always been mean he's always been interested in himself and himself first and only and if you told him this will get you ahead even a little bit he would do it it's why he held his positions that's why he did anything and everything he did like well this will advance my career this will help me all right then i don't care consequences be damned on top of being just wildly dumb but all of these democrats of all of these democrats there's no way that they don't know what they're doing there's just no way they don't know what they're doing which means they don't care it means they don't care they've been doing it since barack obama they've been doing it actually since before barack obama It just really started to work with barack obama and it is this racial division in this country and that's it. Period. End of story. That is what has led them to power. It's fear and racial division. They're out to get you. They're out to get you. Tell the minorities, oh, whitey's out to get you. And then there's always a, a sliver of liberal white people who go, oh, I feel so awful that we're out to get them. I didn't realize this. Okay, well, yeah, no, it makes sense. We're horrible. So, of course, we'd be out to get them. We are terrible. We've done everything wrong in the world. And, oh, my God. And, you know, if you want to talk about history's greatest monsters, you just talk about straight white men. You don't even have to name any specific straight white men. It's just the concept of straight white men are awful. Instead of, you know, if you're – the problem is it's, it's genuinely stupid. It's genuinely stupid to do guilt by association, guilt for groups, 
credit for groups, however you want to do it. If you want to do guilt by groups, then you have to do guilt by all groups. And then you discover that all groups have awful people and all groups have good people. And it doesn't matter what configuration of human, there is no configuration of human being throughout our entire history as a species on the planet that has been universally wonderful. Oh, my goodness. And we look at, uh, we'll use uh, Karine Jean-Pierre, since the media is still slobbering over itself, celebrating the fact that she is the first gay black woman to be a press secretary. There's no, well, okay, gay, maybe that configuration hasn't killed anybody, but I guarantee you that they have. I get you. I bet you that a gay black woman, lots of gay black women, have killed people. When you say, "Well, that's just that's different. That's uh, it's a small number compared to what other." Okay, well then take it out. Gay people. Gay people have killed a lot of people. Black people have killed a lot of people. Because when you combine them, you get fewer people. But who cares? Because. Karine Jean-Pierre, while she's an awful person and a horrible liar, is not responsible for any of the murders committed by any other black people, any other gay people, or any other gay black women. She's not. To suggest it would get you laughed out of polite society. But on the left, that's where they live. Not that particular, they don't do, it's all about white people. White people, white people, white people. A monster a person with mental problems, known and documented mental problems that somehow the system managed to not do anything about. You got to love these people, these leftists. We got to create a system that does this. And they got, they created this system and it doesn't work and it fails and it fails and it fails. And rather than correct the system that says, hey, maybe we should focus on mental health because we keep dropping the ball on all these crazy people. What do they do? They say, no, no, no. We don't want to walk, talk about mental health. We want to talk about the weapon because somebody inclined to shoot strangers would have just gone about their business if there wasn't an easy way to implement their insanity and their evil. No, it's not how it works. The Sarnayev brothers made a bomb. People go around stabbing people. People use hammers for attacks. If you are hell-bent on destruction, you do all sorts of things. Wouldn't change a thing. They even admit that, oh, if we passed all these laws, it wouldn't have made a difference. Well, maybe that's the problem. Maybe your solutions are not really solutions at all. Maybe they're just opportunities. <gasps> Can't say that. Democrats care deeply. No, they don't. Democrats manipulate they accuse every straight white person. That's the straight white male. I guess women are still, it's weird as the largest beneficiary of affirmative action is like white women. And nobody, nobody on the left seems to have a problem with that. It wasn't what it was supposed to be designed for. I think it's outlived its usefulness, but nobody on the left seems to have a problem with it. But um, if you're going to, as a straight white male, I'll designate myself the spokesman for straight white male today. If you're going to do that, if you want to blame me and everybody who's like me for everything anybody else like me does, it's fine. We'll take it. As long as you give us the credit for the things that people like me and everybody like me have also done. So that means most of your technology, the medicine that has been developed, the autumn. I mean, you name it. You name it. And there's some evil white person behind it. You don't want to do that. The left doesn't want to do that. The left can't do that. You shouldn't do that. 
I didn't have anything to do with creating the automobile. I'd take a royalty check, but I didn't have anything to do with it. Neither did you. Neither did anybody else. And whatever invest, inventions or advancements that anybody who looks like you, if you don't look like me, created, you had nothing to do with as well. Just like you didn't have anything to do with any of the awful things that somebody who looks like you or somebody who looks like me did. Did people who look like me own slaves? Yes, they did. Did people who look like you own slaves? Yes, they did. I can say that without knowing what you look like. Because slavery is universal. Yeah, that's right. Slavery is universal. Since the beginning of time, people have been enslaved by others. People get a little bit of power and they enslave others. They conquer people and so on and so forth. It's, I'd say it's as old as time itself, but you know that it's as old as time itself. But the left, for purposes exclusively of manipulation, they want to pretend otherwise. They want to pretend that not only is slavery the original sin of the United States of America, it is the exclusive sin of the United States of America, which is not the case remotely at all. Were it not for the United States of America and more directly Great Britain, the global slave trade would probably be much larger than it is today. It still exists, and it exists over in Africa. You're not allowed to say that, but it's true. Evil Whitey did not come and conquer the continent of Africa and start enslaving people. Evil Whitey came to Africa and discovered slavery was already there, and they took part in it. The tribes would fight Yes, it wasn't utopia. Tribes would fight. Tribes would, uh, you know, to the victor go the spoils, would seize the women. And the men in the tribes, they would enslave the men. They would rape the women. Yeah, no, wait a second. No, I thought it was all just wine and roses until evil Whitey came along. Nope, <clears throat> not even close. Not even close. It wasn't bands of white people running off into the inner continent of Africa to round up black people to enslave them and marching them to the coast. No, it was warring tribes who realized that they, they could make a nice, tidy profit. At a certain point, they'd had enough slaves. They're still at war. And they said, well, you know what? Let's sell these to those guys with the funny hats. Make some money, get some weapons. Let's do that. And then we can go out and conquer more people with the weapons that we got, enslave more people, trade them, sell them to Whitey for more, and so on and so forth. And soon we will control vast swaths of land. That wasn't Whitey saying, go do this for us or we will kill you. They did that quite on their own because they had been doing it on their own before Whitey showed up. The left doesn't want you to know that. The left hopes you never learn that. But you need to learn that. You want to do collective guilt? Fine. Everybody's guilty. But you got to do collective credit, too. You got to do collective credit, which everybody has had a hand in advancing just about everything, by the way. So you want to... Uh, curse certain people because they'll get rid of oh evil whitey i love it there was a there have been a lot of these things 
university up in New England, uh, some liberal private school. I forget what it was. I wrote about it in my book where they, uh, the students were complaining because they had Asian food night, Chinese food mostly, and it was not made by Asians because most of the employees of the cafeteria were Hispanic. See, Democrats love importing people to work in their service jobs, to serve their children even. But then they were complaining, this isn't real authentic Asian food. Not because the food wasn't authentic, but because of the people who made it. You want to talk about racism. You want to talk about replacement theory. There you go, right there. This is common, particularly in the New England elite schools. They were mad. This doesn't taste like Kung Pao chicken that I know. Well, go to any two different Chinese restaurants anywhere in the world on the same block from one another and order the exact same thing, and you'll go, what is this? This is... They don't look alike because China is geographically gigantic and most of these dishes are American. Let's be honest. They just use spices and names. But they're damn good. But if you're so bothered by that garbage, then don't eat it. If you're so bothered by that garbage that you think cultural appropriation even extends to the way you do your hair or the way, like the Kardashians. I'm no big fan of the Kardashians. I'm just sick of this racist crap. But I'm no fan of the Kardashians. But they catch hell, or they caught hell. I don't think they do it anymore. I think their brand manager told them they better not do it because the left gets too upset. But they they braid their hair into cornrows. I'm like, oh, you can't do that. That's a black hairstyle. I didn't know hairstyles had race. I once had dreadlocks. They were temporary. They were done with hairspray and a, a comb. But it didn't matter. I was culturally appropriating, and I couldn't give two piles of dog crap about it. I don't care. I'd do it again if I thought it looked good. I just know I did it, and it didn't look good. But you really are out of problems if you focus on this sort of crap. But if you want to take it, you have to take it to the point of absurdity to illustrate how stupid these people who espouse this stuff are. Braids, cornrow braids, are racist because... They're traditional African braids, somehow. I don't know how. I don't know why. I don't know that I necessarily believe it. But if you go back further, I bet you you could probably find or prove that braiding of hair just in general and ponytails or what have you is European. Why? Because European hair tends to be straight and tends to be, you got to do something with it. It flies around. And so somebody probably discovered braiding it. And from there, maybe that led to cornrows. I don't know. Maybe a, some sort of sociologist can do some worthless research. Uh, they're used to doing that and discover this. At which point then would the Kardashians be allowed to put their hairs in cornrows or will nobody be allowed to put their hair in braids unless they're related to Rapunzel? sounds stupid because it is stupid but it is what the left espouses swear to god this is who these people are they find ways to divide they make them up they make them up they ignore history they ignore reality they ignore decency to push this crap forward that's what they do that's all they do and it's worked it has gotten them into power. It has kept them in power. So why would they stop? They have to be stopped. 
They have to be stopped by voters. At some point, all these, all these extremists, these monsters, these horrible things, and demonizing half the country, somebody's going to take them at their word. When you hear Democrats talking about they want to destroy, criminalize, imprison, whatever, whatever it is that they're spewing, somehow we're all responsible because you didn't vote for Joe Biden, so you're responsible for Buffalo. Sooner or later, somebody's going to believe these people and somebody's going to do something horrible. It won't be good. I recommend against it, but you can see it coming as clear as the sunrise. And am I going to get bent out of shape when it happens? No, I'm not. You can only play with fire for so long before you get burned. The smart thing is to not play with fire. The smart thing is to treat people as individuals. But Democrats have nothing to offer individuals. They instill fear in groups and exploit that for their own gain and for their own riches. And that leads to nowhere good. It has never led to anywhere good. Not in the long term, but in the short term, you can make hay out of it. And when you're playing the long con, sometimes you have to do short term damage, serious damage to get what you want. Democrats have been playing this game since the 2000s, and they've had the presidency for the majority of that time. They have, by sheer force of will and by overriding the Constitution, imposed their agenda when they had that power. Republicans don't do that. They try to pass legislation. Maybe it's time to fight back that way. Executive order, governed by executive orders. It'd be horrible and wrong, but... You know, when the Supreme Court won't even let you undo something that was done by executive order, you've got to take extreme measures. Turnabout is the fairest of play. Pointing the weapons that the left uses at us, at them, you've got to do it. Otherwise, you're going to get your ass kicked. We can't, this country can't afford that. So let's talk about what these leftists are espousing and what these leftists are proposing. It's all your fault. Why? What did you do? Were you in Buffalo over the weekend? You weren't in Buffalo over the weekend. But if you look at your skin and it is this correct hue, you are the problem. You're the damned problem. Why? I don't know. Because Democrats find that much easier to motivate their voters than trying to defend their god-awful policies and the horrible results of their god-awful policies. Really, if you just want to get down to it, that's what it is. They've given up on trying to convince anybody. When was the last time you actually saw a debate? Like they say, oh, Tucker Carlson, Fox News, they don't have anybody who disagrees with it. Well, they got... Uh, What's his face? Geraldo on the payroll, all right? Geraldo is a walking jackass most of the time. Just stupid. I don't know if he's playing the role. He's got Juan Williams on the payroll. Juan Williams has gotten more and more liberal, more and more insane. You know, all right, well, that's in line with the party. He's there representing the voice. They, yes, they're outnumbered four to one on the five, but they've got a liberal voice up there. Who are the conservatives on CNN or MSNBC? Who are they? Anybody? Do they even have a punching bag? The closest thing MSNBC has is Michael Steele. If Michael Steele were conservative in any way, shape, or form, he'd set himself on fire 
He'd punch himself in the face every time. Because that's all he does. Michael Steele is interested in Michael Steele. Was he ever conservative? I doubt it. Maybe a little bit. But once you start getting those checks, once you start realizing that you're <laughs> being a TV pundit is just about the easiest job after lottery winner, and you you know, you know pays really well, and they send a car for you, or you can do it from home, and you go, you know what? If I... Uh, just say something different, they'll love me. They'll love me. And it works. It works because they say, well, former RNC chairman. Okay, great. There's no such uh, soft landing program for normal human beings. All you have to do, imagine the, the seduction. All you've got to do is denounce everything you claim to have stood for before. And there will be a big pile of money down there to cushion your landing. Oh, all right. Well, big pile. You had me a big pile of money. You should have led with big pile of money. You didn't have to, you know, wine me and dine me. The big pile of money would have had me. That's who these people are. That's what these people are. And that causes the left to get soft, softer than usual. Where Rachel Maddow is building. Oh, she's a genius. My God. She's the probably the brightest star in all of cable news she's espoused replacement theory demographics are destiny the country will get browner and therefore republicans will continue to lose and that, let's do that Pr quite proudly democrats love things until they hate things and hate things until they love things as soon as they weaponize something they hate it but up until that moment boy how did they love it but Rachel Maddow, when is the last time Rachel Maddow had anybody who disagreed with her on her program? I'll, I'll wait. You don't. You can search all you want. It doesn't happen. Most days, she doesn't have anybody on her show. <laughs> She's just, her whole show's a monologue because she is not interested in being challenged. To the extent to the guests that she does have, they are an amen corner. That's what they are. She gets, when she does a show, now she only does a show once a week. When she does a show, she has guests to the extent that they go, oh, that's, that's a big get. Oh, I'll have Hillary Clinton. That's a big get. Is there anybody who watches MSNBC who scratches their heads going, gee, I wonder what Hillary Clinton thinks about this issue? There's nobody on the planet who goes, gee, I wonder what Hillary Clinton thinks on this issue. Not because everybody universally despises Hillary Clinton, but because everybody knows where Hillary Clinton stands. She brings no news value whatsoever to the show, but she could bring some ratings in because there are still some people out there going, oh, she should have been our president. They're still crying. They had their little puddle of tears outlined at the Javits Center on the ground, and they had the concrete removed, and they brought that home from that historic moment. It's so pathetic. You want to talk about living in a bubble? You want to talk about only ever hearing amen. That is the modern Democrat Party. Yesterday, Joe Biden went to Buffalo. He couldn't bring himself to go to Waukesha. He couldn't bring himself to go to New York after the subway shooting. He couldn't bring himself to go anywhere where the liberal narrative of evil whitey is not uh, reinforced. Anywhere where it's evil, anybody else, Joe Biden runs the other way, like a cartoon character, poof, there's a ball of smoke. Well, he was whining about replacement theory. Well, no, 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 before we get to that, let's start at the top here, because 
I want you to hear the president's statement at the airport. He stopped and he took some questions. Jill eventually came over and got him. They're like, You're, he's, ma'am, he's, uh, he's contradicting the liberal narrative. He's contradicting what we're trying to push. These reporters are very upset. What's amazing to me is this gaggle of reporters, none of them picked up on this. Not a, or maybe they did, and maybe they flagged down Jill. They're not on camera. They said, wait a second, he's, he's contradicting liberal orthodoxy. You better get Jill. Jill, come get over here. He's, he's doing it again. The meds are wearing off. Quick, get him. Maybe that's what happened. But listen to Joe Biden and see if you can pick out, and we'll have isolations of the, uh, the particular contradictions, but listen to Joe Biden undercut leftist arguments on the Buffalo, the narrative that they've crafted. Is it time for a domestic terrorism statute? Well, we have enough laws on the books to deal with what's going on now. We just have to we have to deal with it. Look, part of what the country has to do is look in the mirror and face the reality. We have a problem with domestic terror. It's real. I know you don't want to hear me, not you, people don't want to hear me saying it. They say, well, he's the president, he's a Democrat, he's... But that's what the intelligence community has been saying. That's what the military has been saying for a long time. There's nothing new about this. Nothing new about this. And look, there's a lot of people like this murderer who committed this act who are just deranged, who are, who are susceptible, who are, who are just uh, lost and, and, and don't know what to do. And they're easily taken. They're easily sucked in. And it's got to stop. We have to admit it. I don't know why we don't admit what the hell's going on. I don't know why we don't admit what the hell's going on. I don't know why. You just did, Joe. And you just torpedoed two big left-wing talking points. First one, listen to it for yourself. This is the isolation on Joe Biden from yesterday. Is it time for domestic terrorism statute? Well, we have enough laws on the books to deal with what's going on now. We just have to, we have to deal with it. We got enough laws on the books to deal with what's going on now. We just got to deal with it. Isn't that what conservatives rightly say every time Democrats, something like this happens and Democrats go, we need to pass more gun laws. We need to pass. No, you need to enforce the laws that are on the books. We've got the laws on the books. Okay, you need to if you want to prevent gun instead of, you know, all, how many, this one hadn't been uh, flagged by the FBI, even though he was known to have mental problems. But other people have been flagged and they just managed to get through the cracks because the FBI dropped the ball. How about you fill those cracks? How about you deal with all of these things beforehand? What can you do to stop somebody beforehand who've done nothing wrong if they're hell-bent on doing evil? Nothing. You can't do anything. But if somebody, the odds of, if you're really interested, and this is the trick, if you're really interested in saving lives and preventing gun violence, then you would prosecute to the fullest extent everybody convicted of a gun crime, right? They don't. They don't come close. Think about whatever city you're in. Baltimore, for example. Oh, he's arrested. He's got five felony charges. One of them is possession of an illegal firearm, possession of drugs, blah, blah, blah. They cut a deal and say, well... We'll throw out all the things. We'll just uh, do the drugs and you get uh, three months. Three months suspended or whatever. Oh, okay. 
And then that person, shock of all shocks, continues to get arrested and continues to cut deals until they are charged with something heinous using that gun. And then they'll say, this person had been arrested 17 times. Oh, how did they get away with it? 17 times? It was because nobody bothered to enforce the actual laws. The federal government have a lot of federal gun laws. People convicted or people arrested for gun crimes could face serious prosecution. If you have a gun with a serial number filed off of it, if you're illegally carrying a stolen weapon or whatever it is, they could put you away for a long time. But the Democratic Party now has the belief system that nobody should be, well, some people should be put in prison, but they are uh, like white-collar criminals who should go to prison. But people committing violence, that's not a, a real crime. It's a symptom of society. Unless, of course, their skin tone is the undesirable skin tone, uh, a little too clear, then you go after them. You've got to treat everybody equally, and you've got to treat all crimes equally, and you've got to prosecute the people who commit crimes, or else they will graduate upwards. Very few people, very few people start off with murder. Very few people start off with murder. They end with murder. It's kind of the pinnacle. But, uh, you know, it's like the the mountaintop of the, the peak of Everest. A lot of people climb the mountain. Not all of them get to the peak. But the ones who get to the peak all climbed all 29,000 feet or whatever the hell it is. Just like everybody else who stopped at uh, the point of no return or whatever. You have to decide if you're really serious about fighting the crimes, if you're really serious about saving lives and preventing people from being murdered, the only way to do that is to put criminals away, to put the mentally ill away. And that leads us to the second isolation of Joe Biden yesterday at the airport. There's a lot of people like this murderer who committed this act who are just deranged, who are, who are susceptible, who are who are just uh, lost and, and, and don't know what to do. The murderer in Buffalo had mental problems, well-documented mental problems, not the least of which is he was a leftist, which they've all ignored. They're ignoring all of it because they it's inconvenient for them in the media, but Joe Biden didn't ignore it. He missed the memo and talked about it there. And it's very important. If you actually want to do something about this, you have to do something about mental health in this country. What is it that Republicans have said? We've got to deal with mental health. Why? Because if you're inclined to do this, you're crazy. There's something wrong with you. All right? There's something wrong with you. If you're sitting there yelling at a lamppost and defecating on yourselves and living on the street, there's probably something wrong with you. Most of those people will not end up committing mass murder, but some of them will. There are a lot of people who have homes, who have families, who love them, who are paranoid schizophrenics, cannot get a hold of themselves or will not take the medicines or whatever. You got to do something about that. Democrats don't want to do something about that. Democrats in the 1970s managed to clean out all of the mental health facilities and get rid of them. In the name of justice. Everything they do is in the name of justice. Well, they exacerbated the homeless problem when they did that. And they blamed Reagan for making the homeless problem worse. But now there's nothing. There's no 
compassionate way to deal with people. There are no institutions left, and the idea of institutions is poo-pooed by the left. But Joe Biden right there, you're not allowed to, because what do they say? Gun control. We need 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 gun control. And Republicans will say what we really need to do is focus on mental health. And they say, no, this is a gun issue. The inanimate object caused this. Well, there's the president of the United States saying, this guy's crazy. We need to do something about cra-. He's undercutting the liberal argument. You can see why Jill was sort of flagged over. We need to get rid of this. We need to get him away from these people. He's making some sense. The medicine's wearing off, or he's deviated from what maybe Ron Klain, the earpiece that Ron Klain puts in Joe Biden's ear. I'm just kidding. But theoretically whispers into his ear and gives him the answer. That's malfunctioning. So Joe's going off on his own. Get over there. Save him from himself. Two major liberal arguments undercut by the President of the United States when he wasn't reading the teleprompter. He went in the opposite direction when he was reading the teleprompter, blaming Fox, blaming everything else. Oh, it's the gun. We need gun control. We need thought control. We need speech control. It's this conspiracy theory. It's blah, 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 blah. But when he's off teleprompter... He accidentally stumbled on, and it's an accident because Joe Biden doesn't deliberately stumble on the truth. He accidentally stumbled onto the truth. And Jill had to come over and say, come on, honey, we, we've got to, the plane's leaving. Like, ah, I don't think the plane is leaving. I don't think Air Force One is going to take off without the president. Like, hey, man, he said 10 a.m. He said at 10 a.m. We're not going to, it's 10.05. We've already given him five minutes. Pull up the stairs. Let's get the hell out of here. That's never going to happen. But Jill comes over and pretends like, oh, we got to get Joe out of here. <laughs> because he accidentally told the truth. And for Democrats, that's the only way they tell the truth. And it is one of the only things that is unacceptable from a Democrat is telling the truth. So you've got the president of the United States, the Democrats in general, everybody in the left wing industrial media complex going on and on and on about replacement theory. Oh, my God. Replacement theory. Don't you understand how racist this is to point out that we are in point? I mean, uh, to say to claim what? No. Yeah. Democrats have been pointing this out, have been claiming this, have been talking about the idea that demographics are destiny. I went into this a little bit yesterday, but it warrants doing it again because, well, I now have some audio to go with it to back it up. I can read, I read you, you know, read you from the New York Times and George Will and all these leftist Center for American Progress going on and on about, oh, Democrats just have to wait for more and more Hispanics to enter the country and then we'll just win elections because once the country isn't so white, it's always written by white people, too. They're so gleeful. They're so excited. Like, well, you know, you could make the country whiter now by leaving the country. If that's what you think this country needs, you could leave or you could take up heavy smoking and die young. Like, whatever. Do you Fight for your part. Do your part. But uh, they never seem to recognize what they're doing because it, it was never racist because they are the only ones who are allowed to declare anything racist. So when Democrats were cheering cheering the replacement theory the replacement fact it was perfectly fine it was acceptable because they are the only people in the country allowed to declare something racist if there is something out there that seems racist 
but it is not officially declared by the Democrat Party, then you don't get to declare it racist. It's like they hold the copyright, you know? It's like they hold, well, can we license racist? No, no. Well, what's the cause? It's actually racist? Hmm. No, no, no. You have to go before the tribunal. You walk in there and there's smoke, cauldrons of smoke. They're filling water with dry ice and it's bubbling over. And they go in there and they say, hey, uh, we've got uh, a a series of attacks on uh, Asian women, largely, but not exclusively, on the streets of New York and in San Francisco and Oakland, California. It's, It's horrible. And it's all caught on tape. It's all caught on tape. People just walking up to these elderly Asians and, and just punching them, screaming anti-Asian slurs as they do it. We would like to license or be able to have your blessing to use the word racism to describe these things. Oh, and Democrats, and they're sitting there in their robes. They start rubbing their hands together. That sounds, sounds good. So I like it so far. I like it. All right, uh, this is certainly would seem to meet the criteria that would interest us and be all right with using our word, but we have one all-important question for you before we can sign off on it. We got the, the lawyers have drafted up everything. We just need to know, what is the skin color of the people hitting the elderly Asians? Well, does that matter? Well, you know, <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't, of course. Awful. It's awful, horrible. Tra- but, you know, just for our record keeping, if you could just tell us. We want to, just so we have the right category, we want to make sure, you know, you put things in the wrong file and you can never find it again. We want to make sure that we have it so we can put it in the right file. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Uh, the perpetrators are largely black. Ooh, uh, no, we're, uh, we've talked about it and uh, we've thought long and hard about it. We've decided you can't use the term racist. You're not going to we're not going to be able to need that. you license it for that. Like, what, what do you mean? You you didn't deliberate about it at all. You immediately said no. The second you found out the perpetrators were like, well, thanks for coming. There's the the door you came in. You can you can go out that door over there. There's no you don't even need the pen because you're not going to be signing anything. We're not licensing you. That's how the Democratic Party works. That's how the Democratic Party works. Ooh, there's a mass shooting out in California. Ooh, good another two in one weekend. This is this is great. It's Christmas, Christmas in May. Oh wait, is against Asians. Okay, but still it was if uh, it was by an Asian too. Oh. Um, yeah, let's just pretend California. Look, we got Buffalo. All right, we we got a little greedy there for a second. We got Buffalo. That's good enough, man. Boy, howdy, is that good enough? We'll have to. We'll blame Tucker Carlson. We can't blame Tucker Carlson for for Asian on Asian violence. We can't. He's Chinese and he hates Taiwanese. We 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 can't do it. We we suck up. We Democrats suck up to Chinese all the time. We're kind of sick of the Taiwanese being uppity, and they got to get used to the idea that they're going to go back to China at some point. We can't. It can't serve our purposes. Those people died in vain. Let's just get rid of them. Ignore it. Focus on Buffalo. That's how the left works. Waukesha. The car attack in Waukesha. There's a car attack. A car attack somebody? That seems like, you know, Christine. At a minimum, get Stephen King on the air to talk about how these cars are randomly attacking people because, you know, his his book turned out to be a prophecy, not a horror movie. But no, 
They don't talk about the guy who actually did it or the fact that he did it because he hates white people. Racism is the rot in this country, but only one form of racism because the left has created and perpetrated and perpetuated this lie that only white people can be racist. Only white people can be racist. Why? Because Democrats need to stir up racism against white people to keep minority voters in line. Whitey's out to get you. Whitey's, it's always white people making these arguments, or usually white people making these arguments, too. Whitey's out to get you. But don't worry, I'll protect you from evil Whitey. Like, what are they trying to do? They're not doing anything. I don't see white people roaming the streets. I've never seen, you know, that, that happening. Violent gangs of white. Well, I guess with BLM Antifa, you did, because that was mostly white people. But it's insane. It's stupid. Seems to be wearing thin, and it has been wearing thin for quite a while now because it's just like I think a lot of people in the woke crowd, when they create the fake hate crimes, see they go through high school and elementary school, junior high, college, and throughout all of it, there's always some liberal professor or teacher sitting there going, country's fundamentally racist fundamentally awful, horrible. Everything is oppressive. Everything is terrible. And you go, God, okay, that's terrible. These people in in positions of trust are telling me these horrible, horrible things. I I believe them. And so you got to go out there and you got to fight the racism, fight the racism. And so they put on their little cape under ruse underneath their their clothes and they go out onto the college campus and they're ready to find the race. They will find that racism. It's fundamental. It's everywhere. It has to be. They will find that racism. And they will defeat it. And then they can't find it. Because it was a lie. It was all a lie. And they look and they struggle and they go, where is that racism? I can't I can't see it. It's so good. It's so ingrained. It's so there. It's everywhere. You know it's there. That uh, they're super good at hiding it. So what do they do? They take the dry erase marker and write the racial slur on their own doors. They take the chalk and at night they write the racial slur on their own sidewalks. Or they just straight up lie about it. Then they wake up in the morning and say, see, I found the racism. Oh, and I'm the victim of it. It just so happens that these social justice warriors are the victims of what they've sworn to fight. And that gets all the press. The media clamors to, oh my goodness, somebody wrote the N-word on this dry erase board on a college campus where, you know, there's security cameras around. But for some reason, they couldn't figure out who did this. Nobody saw anybody do anything. Just miraculously ended up on this dry erase board. We uh, need to have a day where all classes are canceled and everybody comes together to deal with the horrors of what was written on this dry erase board. And then under basic questioning, the person slips up because they're not that bright. They're not, they figure, they assume everybody in their world is on their side. So when you're talking to a police officer, you you don't think I've got to keep my story straight or they're going to come and get me. They slip up and then they say, okay, well, yeah, I did do it. I did do it. But it is, it's not a problem because it's, it's true. It just, this instance wasn't true. It happens. It just didn't happen this time. I was trying to draw attention to the fact that it happens. And seriously, if you watch these uh, eight crime oaks, uh, 
the aftermath of the extent that they're covered once they're discovered that they were done by the people who were doing it. They always say, well, it's it's what's out there. I was trying to draw attention to the issue. That guy in Silver Spring, Maryland, I believe, who uh, he wrote the homophobic slurs all over his church. He just happened to be the gay organist at the church. And he discovered, oh, my goodness, somebody spray painted homophobic slurs all over the church. I believe his argument was that he was trying to draw attention to the issue because Donald Trump was so obviously homophobic, the guy who has more gay friends than Joe Biden will ever even dream of. He's uh, he's the homophobe. And so he was trying to draw attention to it. I don't think they prosecuted him for filing a false police report or anything because you don't get in trouble if you're a liberal. You get a nice pat on the head and the lollipop. These people should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. But the college campus hate crime hoax is an industry. And that's why it is, I know these things exist. I've been told by people in power that they exist. I can't find any evidence of them. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to create one. That'll draw attention to it. I need to get people worked up so we can fight racism. I can't find racism, so I'll create racism to get people fired up so they'll fight racism. If you're incredibly dumb and have been brainwashed, or dare I even say groomed, your entire life for that sort of argument, it makes sense. It's just stupid and a lie. Because you can't fathom the idea that maybe this country isn't a fundamentally racist country. Does racism exist? Sure, of course it does. There are 330 million people in this country. Everything exists. There are people who think the world is flat. There are people who have all sorts of really bizarre beliefs everywhere along the spectrum that you can possibly imagine. And most of them, if you talk to some random person, you go, good Lord, that person's crazy. So, of course, they're going to be racist of every configuration. And sexists and misogynists and homophobes and transphobes. And there will be trans people who despise straight people. And you, you find it. The human condition will find and infect it in somebody. You create it, you make it up, and it will be the way it is. Does that make it an epidemic? No, it doesn't make it an epidemic. Does it make it everywhere? Absolutely not. Do you see it everywhere? No, you don't. Not even close. But these leftists need people to think it's everywhere. And since you can't see it, on the streets since you don't find it everywhere they have concocted this it's fundamental it's ingrained in the system well you can't see it you look at a watch do you know that some of the gears in that watch are racist what well the watch just works well yeah but some of the gears are racist you see that means that it's fundamentally it's founded on racism but i don't see that well you wouldn't see it it's there it's just there they can't point to specific instances. They can't point to specific parts of the symptom. What they do is they create an argument that is based off of correlation equaling causation, which is asinine. It's stupid. But they do it. They do it all. There are more black men in college and in, uh, in prisons than anybody else, but they only make up 14% of the population. Okay. Yeah, as bad as anybody in prison. They commit crimes. Are they committing crimes? Well, uh, I don't know. Don't, don't, you can't ask that question. Don't commit a crime. Not committing a crime is probably the easiest way to avoid 
going to prison. Is it foolproof? No, but it's batting 99.99999 with a line over it. Pretty solid record there. If you want to really look at all the people in prison, oh, how about uh, murder? Why are there more of this one than the other one? In the, well, who's committing more murders? Who's more murder victims? Do you care more about the perpetrators of murders or do you care more about the victims of murders? See, I fall firmly on the victim side of murders. This SOB out in Buffalo, if New York, they don't have the death penalty, at least I don't think they have the death penalty anymore, I would, I'd be quite content if he fell into a wood chipper. He wouldn't be missed. Is why the death penalty should exist. Some people do things that are so evil that they simply forfeit their right to exist. Is he crazy on top of it? Yes, but evil, in my opinion, should not be excused because of crazy. Let God sort it out. But the left looks at what? The situation with various shooters, the shooter in the subway system. Remember that? It wasn't that long ago. That story's gone. That dude hates white people. Hates white people. He might as well have a show on MSNBC. He hates white people so much. There's video after video after video of him talking about how he hates evil whitey. Can you name him? Do you remember the story? Do you remember anything about it? Do you know what the status of the case is? When was the last time you saw anything reported on it? Did Joe Biden go up to New York to meet with the victims? No, he didn't. Did Joe Biden issue a statement? I don't even remember if Joe Biden issued a statement. But I don't think Rachel Maddow did a monologue on it. They don't care. Not all lives matter. Not even all black lives matter. Only certain lives taken under very specific circumstances matter. I keep beating the drum, but when was the last time you heard about Laguna Woods? And if you're sitting there going, what's Laguna Woods? Yes, thank you. Laguna Woods was the shooting at the Taiwanese church out in California. Laguna Woods is the city. It's not useful to Democrats. It didn't matter. Joe Biden didn't go out there. Joe Biden doesn't care. Unless he can exploit it. Democrats don't care unless they can exploit it. You want to talk about sick, you want to talk about evil, you want to talk about corrupt. Thy name is Democrats. And if you're a Democrat, find a reflective surface and ask yourself how you can support people like this. I don't honestly know how you can support people like that. But I do know that the, those people who perpetrate those things, who perpetrate this belief system, are calling everybody else who doesn't agree with them murderers. They're accusing them, us, of being involved in this. Sooner or later, somebody's not going to take that well. Somebody unhinged. Now, Democrats want to legislate and dictate and chase people off television because of that small fringe of people. We cannot legislate and we should not live our lives based on the fringe. Democrats don't really want to do that. They see this as the quickest avenue to shut up their critics which makes them all the more disgusting if you really get down to it. All right, so we've got the president in Buffalo. Now, you imagine, you remember when Barack Obama went to Dallas after uh, BLM supporters, after a good Democrat, a good uh, Obama supporter, went and murdered five police officers. You remember that? 
Remember that? And what did they say? Hey, uh, that wasn't us. He was not an official member of Black Lives Matter. Remember that? Guy kills five police officers. Black guy says it's because police are racist. And uh, they they immediately denounce he wasn't an official. He went to some meetings. You see, he went to some, but that doesn't mean he's a member. Well, there is there a membership card? Is there no? There isn't. Then how do well, we claim millions of members across the country because people show up at our meetings? Okay, well this guy showed up to your meetings and he's not a member. No, 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 he's different. He's different. Why? How? He's just different because we say he's different. He was somehow miraculously excised from the uh, the BLM movement. But Barack Obama went down to Dallas and gave a speech at the memorial service. Remember? And he lectured police about how awful and racist they are in that speech. And it just seemed highly inappropriate. Wildly, wildly inappropriate. Well, Joe Biden's the same way. Democrats are always this way. It goes back to the Paul Wellstone funeral. Paul Wellstone, what year was that when Paul Wellstone died? I think Paul Wellstone, senator from Minnesota, big, big lib. He's one of the few libs that you could have respect for. He was crazy and he didn't want anything he advocated for or anything he liked to ever come anywhere close to becoming law in the United States or anywhere, really. But at least he was honest about it. Bernie Sanders is nuts. He's crazy. He's a lunatic. You want him to fail at everything he's tried, just like he's failed in life, and he, except for, well, now that he writes books and he's a multimillionaire, but as far as, he's the only guy I've ever heard of to get kicked out of a hippie commune because he wouldn't carry his weight. <laughs> and probably because he didn't shower often enough. I'm just guessing at that last one. But he was kicked out of a commune because he would, wouldn't carry his weight. He wouldn't do anything because he's just lazy. Well, he tells you exactly what he thinks. It's crazy. It's nuts. It's damaging. You sit there and you go, how could anybody be so stupid? But there you go. That's Bernie Sanders. Paul Wellstone was kind of that way. Except from what I'm told, Bernie has just a nasty disposition in general, whereas Paul Wellstone had a nice disposition. Okay, there's that. Well, Paul Wellstone died in a plane crash. Uh, while running for re-election. I'm not sure what year that was. What year was that? Uh, and he uh, he was lionized by the left. They had a huge... It was during the re-election campaign in 2002. So he was up for re-election. He had been campaigning, and this is one of the dangers. There's been a lot of politicians who've died in plane crashes um, while campaigning especially in to rural areas you take the little four seaters you couldn't I don't want to go on a four seater plane no way I could have when I was working for Conrad Burns in Montana Montana is a gigantic state and he's like, we're going from here to there and everywhere from this event to an, another one and you know you you can come with us if you want and then we'll fly you back here and I'm like no no I realize it's a 4 hour drive I'm going to drive because it, I'll make it there <laughs> I'll make it there. I'll make it there in time. I'm not going to drive. I'm not going to fly on this little... I, I, I know what happened to Buddy Holly. I've heard the song American Pie. I'm not getting on that thing. Like, did, when's the last time you replaced the, the, the uh, rubber band that you used to wind up the propeller? Because I'm not, I'm not getting on that thing. But when Paul Wellstone died, they had this huge memorial. 
and it was right before the election. He died on October 25th, 2020, or 2002. They quickly scrambled to put uh, Walter Mondale's name on the ballot. It didn't work. It was embarrassing for them because at the memorial service for Paul Wellstone, rather than memorialize him, all they did was attack Republicans. All they did was attack Republicans. It was nonstop. It was a political rally. It was a pathetic political rally. And it turned off a lot of people. People just recoiled like, okay, we want to remember this guy. He died tragically too soon. Even people who didn't like him were like, you know, let's remember Paul Wellstone. But like people who weren't liberal enough, weren't progressive enough, were booed at a memorial. Not because they came up and said, vote Republican, but because they were Republican. You should have seen this coming a long time ago, to be honest with you. They just said, this is not cool. And they voted overwhelmingly for a Republican. Now, they're not really a uh, a red state in Minnesota, per se, especially not at that time, but they've elected a Republican. I think it was Ron Coleman, if I remember correctly. But that was like the low marker, so it seemed, where even Democrats said we went too far. We shouldn't have used, you don't use a solemn occasion like that for a political rally. But they use every solemn occasion like that as a political rally. And that was what Joe Biden did when he went to Buffalo. He used it for a political rally. He used it for fraudulent purposes, too. Listen to Joe Biden... He whines about replacement theory and he blames everybody else. Now, you'd already heard him. He said, this guy was crazy. This guy was this. This guy was, we can't stop any. We need to, we have enough laws on the books, whatever. But that's not what was in the teleprompter when he went to this political rally. Now, if I'm a family member of somebody who lost their life in Buffalo, I'd be a little disgusted. Even if I am a Democrat, I'd say, you know what? This is supposed to be a memorial. Why don't you try and remember, say something about our family, keep it on topic instead of you using it for cheap political points. But that's what he does because that's what Democrats do. What happened here is simple and straightforward. Terrorism. Terrorism. Domestic terrorism. Violence inflicted in the service of hate and the vicious thirst for power that defines one group of people being inherently inferior to any other group. A hate that through the media and politics, the internet, has radicalized, angry, alienated, lost, and isolated individuals into falsely believing that they will be replaced, that's the word, replaced by the other, by people who don't look like them and who are therefore in a perverse ideology that they possess and being fed lesser beings. I and all of you reject the lie. I call on all Americans to reject the lie. And I condemn those who spread the lie for power, political gain, and for profit. I condemn those. I damn them to hell, those people, that is... He's trying to say, that's Fox News, that's conservatives, that's everybody. I condemn you. Condemning half the country? Dude. Condemn them. They spread the lie. The lie, the lie, the lie, the Well, let's get into the Wayback Machine. Just the last two, maybe four years. 
There's a little montage put together by Grabian Media that um, just picks up some. Some. Now, this doesn't involve anything that's written. I told you about the New York Times saying, well, we will replace them. And, and uh, the Center for American Progress saying, demographics, we're going to replace these white voters with brown voters, and then Democrats will win. They've all said it proudly. They're uh, sitting there at the gate at the the southern border waving people in. Come on in. Before, hurry. Sooner or later, we're going to grant amnesty, and you're going to get citizenship. And oh, by the way, have as many kids as you possibly can. Come on in. Come on in. Vote Democrat. Vote Democrat. They proudly bragged about this until about 20 minutes ago. So here's a montage. Some of the voices you'll recognize, some of the voices you won't. But they're all liberals in good standing in the media and in Congress and what have you, espousing various forms of evil whitey will be replaced and therefore the Republican Party is doomed, which is replacement theory. It seems harder and harder to ignore that the echoes of replacement theory and other racially motivated views are increasingly coming out into the open. In a few years, we're going to be a majority brown country. White people will not be the majority in the country anymore. This will be the first generation ever in American history uh, in which whites will be a minority of the generation at some point. As of 2007, every year babies being born in this country, whites now are the minority. In 2044? Uh, everyone is going to be a minority. As the demographics change, as white people become the minority in the country, which is coming. Demographics is destiny. Demographics is destiny. Demographics is destiny, right? The country is changing. I've been saying it here. Other people have been saying it here for years now, even before Donald Trump. The demographics is destiny. The white population is declining for the first time in history in America, while the number of multiracial Americans have more than doubled. So we live in a country where the demographics are changing. It's becoming less white. Uh, Correct. Okay. You'll be announcing that we're calling the 38 electoral votes of Texas for the Democratic nominee for president. It's changing. It's going to become a purple state and then a blue state because of the demographics, because of the population growth. The growth in Texas has been almost entirely driven by non-white population growth, mostly by Hispanic and Latino population growth. The idea that, uh, you know, whites will, will not be the majority... I mean, that's it's an exciting transformation of the country. It's an exciting evolution uh, and, you know, progress of our country in many different ways. The white population is declining. It, It was always on the upswing. So that speaks to the beautiful diversity of America. It speaks to um, uh, how that population will the demographics will weigh in politically. I believe anybody who echoes a replacement is to blame. Not for this particular crime, but it's it's for no purpose, no purpose, except profit and or political benefit. And it's wrong. It's just simply wrong. (laughs) It's wrong. That was obviously from yesterday, Joe, but it's wrong. It's just simply wrong. And then it was all Democrats, all Democrats for two solid minutes saying, boy, we can't wait. Going to get rid of those whiteys. We're going to replace them with Hispanic people. And you can see why Democrats have been pandering so hard to Hispanic voters. To Hispanic voters. They think they thought that they could win them over the way they won over the black vote. If you get 90% of the black vote forever, we can get 90% of the Hispanic vote. We'll use the same playbook. Racism, racism, racism. It's coming to get you. We'll protect you. Don't worry. The Hispanics said, well, first of all, we don't like open borders. 
We're American citizens, all right? We're Americans. We want there to be rules. People coming into this country have to bring something to the table. Suddenly, boy, you're sounding like a white guy. What's going on there? Oh, the people like the rules. They also said, look at uh, St. Louis. Look at Chicago. Look at where you guys have controlled everything. Look at Baltimore, where you've controlled everything for generations. And you get that 90% of the black vote. How's that working out for anybody? It's not working out for anybody except for you Democrats. So, no, I'm going to pass on this. Uh, Thanks for playing. But no. And now even the black vote is leaving the Democrat Party. They're in a full-fledged panic. That's why they have embraced this. This is racism. They are going to milk these 10 murders like they're the only dairy cows left in the whole farm. It's horrible. It is awful. It is disgusting. It's not surprising, but it is horrible, awful, and disgusting. None of those people, by the way, that you heard saying, we're going to replace him, we're going to do that, we'll be asked about it. None of the people who've written uh, the Michelle Goldbergs over at the New York Times won't be asked about it. The Center for American Progress will not have their so-called scholars come in and say, well, why do you... We have to write a follow-up piece about how uh, what we wrote somehow isn't magically racist. No, they'll just memory hole it. They'll leave it out there because you can't delete something once it's on the Internet. And if they do delete it, then suddenly that's a story. They're trying to cover their tracks. They'll just pretend that they don't have any tracks. People will point it out and they'll just ignore it. If you only get interviewed by CNN or MSNBC, you'll never be asked about it. Chuck Schumer yesterday... He was bragging about this. I don't know why. I don't know what kind of adult human being brags about these sorts of things. But Chuck Schumer went to the floor of the United States Senate to attack Tucker Carlson. Oh, he's a hate monger. He's a this. He's a that. He's a the other thing. And so Tucker Carlson did what? Tucker Carlson said, come on to the show. Come on the show. We'll talk for as long as you want. You take the whole hour if you want. We'll have a discussion about this what you're accusing me of. Chuck Schumer passed. Now, why would Chuck Schumer pass? It's because Chuck Schumer is a nickname for a cat. Chuck Schumer tweeted out, Tucker Carlson invited me on his show tonight to debate the letter I sent to Fox News. I'm declining. Tucker Carlson needs to stop promoting the racist, dangerous replacement theory. That's it. You're so brave. You have such uh, belief in your convictions you can't defend them against a lowly TV host? Who's the coward? Who's the problem? Who is the one spreading replacement theory? Zoo Democrats. Oopsie. I want to shift gears. I want to stop talking about Buffalo because I'm sure there'll be more. The White House is going to milk this for the rest of the week. The media is going to milk this for the rest of the month. The alternative is what? The alternative is to talk about... Democrats record Democrats stance on things and that is it's not good it's about as popular as a loud fart in an elevator you just don't want nobody goes all right yeah somebody rips one in an elevator awesome no it's not how it works and so you look at the polling data and you see well maybe there's something else the Democrats would want to talk about no they don't have anything else there's a new poll out by um, American Principles Project that takes a look at various issues uh, that are popular right now that are out there in the zeitgeist. And um, 
They're just horrible results for Democrats. Let's be honest. They're horrible results for Democrats. Uh, from the poll, women's sports. This is what they're asked. As you know, or as you may have heard, there has been research, or recently a, been a debate regarding trans women competing in women's high school and college sports, specifically referring to biological males who now identify as female. With this in mind, please tell us which of the following comes closest to your opinion. And the choices were fair, or I mean not fair, or that bans are discrimination. Those are the two choices given. It's not surprising which one. It's surprising by how much each one won. Not fair. Declared not fair by 67% of survey respondents. Bans are discrimination. Only 19%. Only 19%. Democrats are on the 19% side. So how can Democrat, how can the White House talk about that? Well, they, they do. They do nonstop. Karine Jean-Pierre. Well, yes, don't you know that she's gay on top of being black? She's gay and therefore historic. And you sit there and you go, what? How does anybody do this? How does anybody think this is a good idea to run on these things? It doesn't matter. You don't have to run away. You don't have to change your position on these things. But they won't shut up about these things. They've got that 19% who think that bans are discouraged. Not bans. If a dude wants to swim, he can swim with the dudes. If a guy wants to, if uh, whatever, I can't even remember the person's name right now, but if that person wanted to swim, Leah Thomas. If Leah Thomas wanted to swim competitively, he's more than welcome to swim with the men. He did for most of his college career, and he sucked at it. He wasn't even coming close to sniffing a podium. But now that he's on the ladies' side, nothing but glory. Now, I'm not saying that I don't think that Leah Thomas is, you know, saying I'm a, I'm a woman to simply be able to swim. I don't believe that. I think he's got some problems and is unwilling or unable to address them. But whatever. I don't care how he wants to live his life. I don't want to ban how he wants to live his life. If you want to call him Leah, I'll call him Leah. I won't call him at all. I won't do any have anything to do with him. But if that's what he wants, if that's how he wants to live, more power to him. I'm in favor of people living however they wish to live. They have to explain themselves, not me. I don't have to explain myself to them. They don't have to explain themselves to me. I would never ever explain myself to them. I would never ask them to explain themselves to me. But for the purposes of physical exertion in competition for sport, there's no doubt that Leah is a dude. All right? So to swim competitively, he should be swimming against other dudes. Doesn't want to do that because he feels like, I don't care. First, first of all, what does it feel like to be a woman? You have no idea. You have no idea. You're making this stuff up and it's wildly stupid. It just is. I'm sorry, but it's wildly damn stupid to go. I feel like a woman. You don't know what the first thing you couldn't tell me what it, something tastes like. You have no damn idea. So how about you stop all this crap? Well, they don't stop all this crap. The left embraces it. The left absolutely embraces it. So you end up with the Democrats going double down on what? Going double down on probably the least popular issue they could possibly come up with. 
It's unbelievable to sit there and go, well, you know what? We've got to go all in on this. Why do you have to go all in on this? Well, because it's only right. How is it only right? At a certain point, do you believe this stuff should be what matters? And I don't believe for a second they believe this stuff. I don't believe for a second that most people believe this stuff. I bet there are a lot of people who do want to believe this stuff, but they don't actually believe this stuff. There's just no way. So then we get to the next section, sex change for kids. Something again in which Democrats have doubled and tripled down. They are not interested in anything else except this. It is how it is. So this is again from the survey, directly from the survey, what the people, the respondents were told. As you may have heard, there has been a lot of debate recently about transgender kids under the age of 18, specifically about whether to allow them to take puberty blockers cross-sex hormones and undergo physical surgeries to aid a gender transition from male to female or female to male. With this in mind, please tell me which of the following comes closest to your opinion. These are the two choices. Some or other people say that allowing transgender children to begin gender transition at early ages is life-saving medical treatment, and that studies show that denying them access to this type of treatment could result in suicide. They say that people who oppose this practice are only doing so out of transphobia and bigotry. Okay, well, there's one choice. Others, people say, it is wrong to push children into a sex change. They say that children are not able to make such a life-altering decision at such a young age and that many often regret it later in life. They also say that even the early stages of transition cause permanent physical changes and bodily harm, including sterilization and other medical complications. Which of those most closely reflects your opinion? The too young for a decision crowd, 63%. The opposition is transphobia. The opposition is transphobia. Like, hey, to, let's not butcher this kid's body. That crowd is 22%. It's not even close. Again, Democrats are on the wildly unpopular side, but they've stuck to it. I suppose in a certain way you have to go, good for you guys for doubling down on crazy. You know, you've committed, you got married to crazy and you're sticking with it. You made that pledge. You put the ring on it and you're going to have to stick through it. It's political suicide. And as a conservative, I'm glad to see them doing it. But it is bizarre because, again, I don't see how people actually believe this stuff. I don't see how people can actually believe this stuff. How can anybody actually believe that a 10-year-old should be taking hormone blockers, should be taking hormones? Oh, you're a boy, but you, God got it wrong. So let's give you some pills. It's going to screw you up. You'll never be able to have kids, but boy, howdy, you're going to feel so much better. When? Why? How? I don't know. It seems to me that the only people who actually feel better are the people who are pushing this crap on kids. It's weird how that works out, isn't it? Now, as far as parental notification in education, there are a lot of schools across the country. We've covered them here on the show. You see them on, uh, on the web all the time, the libs of TikTok. 
always highlights them. Schools that pass policies that say, look, if a kid says they're transgender, five-year-old says they're transgender, you as the teacher, we as the administration at the school will immediately, therefore, treat them as though they're whatever gender they claim to be. And we'll call them by whatever name they decide to give themselves. Princess Pretty Pony. But don't tell the parents. No. Oh. What do you mean don't tell the parents? Don't you tell the parents everything? Nope. And in some schools, they will begin to give hormones and uh, puberty-blocking drugs without telling the parents. The thought of that causes a rage spiral. But it's who the Democrats are. It's where they've decided to hitch their wagon. So people were asked about that. There have been a lot of recent debate on the role parents should play in their children's education. One major issue has been whether schools should be required to disclose to parents if children are publicly identifying themselves in classes transgender. With this in mind, please tell me which of the following comes closest to your opinion. Parents have a fundamental right to know if their children publicly identify as transgender and schools should disclose that information if they are aware of it. Or some advocates say that kids who identify as transgender could face abuse, abandonment, or neglect by their parents. And because of that, schools should be afforded broad rights to withhold information from parents. What's scary is the number slips a little bit, but it's still a clear majority, two to one. 57% say parents have a right to know. 27% say it could lead to abuse. That, I think, largely has to do with the framing. Some advocates say that this will lead to this, this will lead to that. Oh, it could lead, like the other question, it could lead to suicide. Well, um, there is a high percentage of people who call themselves transgender who do at least attempt and commit suicide. But maybe that has, it even has to do with people whose families completely support and accept it. Maybe that has to do with something that, you know, maybe gender dysphoria is associated with mental illness. <gasps> did I just say that? Yes, I did. Because I'm asking questions. That's supposed to be what science is, is asking questions and looking for answers. You're not allowed to ask certain questions, just like you're not allowed to talk about people who detransition, people who realize that they made a horrible mistake. They do it in time, usually, before they've permanently butchered their bodies completely, but they can't have kids, generally, because they've all taken the pills. Those people are hated, hated by other trans people, by the people who insist that they are trans and it is real. Now, ask yourself this question. Why? Why? If somebody doesn't agree, what do you care? If somebody says, I'm going to do this, and then wait, no, it's wrong for me, shouldn't you be happy for them? You want people to be happy for you. I don't eat it very often, not anymore, but I have enjoyed my mother turned me on to, um, <clears throat> and I highly recommend it. Peanut butter, mayonnaise, and lettuce sandwiches. I know, it sounds disgusting, It's but it's really a good sandwich. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know. A lot of lettuce, a lot of peanut butter, a lot of mayo. Those tastes go together and the texture, it's good. Uh, but... If I made one for somebody and they said, no, it's not for me, I would not then go, you're a monster. What's wrong with you? 
you took a bite or somebody liked the first one I made. And then upon reflection or the time it comes to make a second one, they said, you know what? I don't I actually don't think this is for me. I'm not a big fan of this. I don't, I don't like the crunch with my peanut butter. I then would not you know, insist that they are a monster and need to be destroyed. It seems to be what trans people are doing. If you want everybody to be happy and respect your choices, then why shouldn't you be happy for everybody else and respect their choices? And it's because, I think, they'll say, well, they're causing people to question my choice, my life, my this, my that, my the other thing. But maybe it's because they're past the point of being able to correct it, being able to back out. Maybe they realize, and there are a lot of trans people that, again, are shunned by the quote-unquote trans community, but there are a lot of people who went through all the rigmarole, they had the tuck and the roll and the everything else, and they're still miserable. They still don't feel comfortable in their own bodies. They still don't like their lives. They still commit suicide or attempt suicide. The drug use is high. Because that wasn't the problem. It was the easy solution, not easy in the sense that it was easy to do, but it was the somebody pointed them in that direction. Dare I even say that somebody groomed them in that direction to think, well, you feel weird, you feel uncomfortable in your body, not because it's a normal part of puberty and everybody goes through some stuff, but because maybe you're in the wrong body. And people know this. People think this, for God's sakes... At least 57% say, well, school should let somebody know because there could be any number of things going on there. You don't go from a generation where there's a rounding error percent of people who identify as trans to a generation where 10 or 20% say, yeah, we're all trans without there being some sort of external factor. It's not just, well, some musicians are and some actors are and some of this... No, it is that people are being told, this is cool, this is hip, this is the way. This is how you do it. I'm a they-them. Aren't you a they-them? I never experienced hero worship of any of my teachers. I just, you know, learned from them. But some people do worship their teachers. They think, oh my goodness, maybe their parents don't love them enough or whatever something's made they're just confused and they, oh this teacher is the only one who cares about me and they are this way so maybe i'm that way too imitation is the sincerest form of flattery it doesn't make it real it doesn't make it anything less than imitation and if you peel beyond the surface those teachers who put out those videos of them celebrating and feeling so proud and being so wonderful. Look at what we've done. My my five-year-old class, there's five transgender kids. They're all going by different pronouns. I guarantee you that when they go home at night, those people are wildly miserable. They're insufferably miserable. But as long as other people are miserable too, they say, well, this must be the new normal. This is what normal, this is what everybody feels like. It's not. But it's much easier than, I don't know, looking into a mirror and going, I've got some problems. I've got to solve. I've got to deal with me. I've got to figure out why it is I'm depressed all the time or whatever. Or just decide I'm not going to be depressed. It's much easier than working on yourself. You find some external cause. It's not me. God screwed up. My parents screwed up. Whatever. The doctor got it wrong. Much easier than going, why is it? 
that I suffer from serious depression. And then you just drag more people down with you. The drowning person is more of a threat to other people than you could ever possibly imagine. And these people just seem like they're drowning to me. The American people get it. Democrats don't. I'm glad they don't because it'll help us in November. But it's just sad. We do have other news. The Associated Press is reporting. The U.S. Soccer Federation reached a milestone agreement to pay its men and women's teams equally, making the American national team governing body the first in the sport to promise both sexes matching money. I wonder if that means that men have to take a pay cut. It used to be they made a percentage, you know, their pay was based on how much revenue they generated, and women were not generating that much revenue because why would they? The Federation announced separate collective bargaining agreements through December 2028 with the unions for both national teams on Wednesday, ending years of often acrimonious negotiations. Why the hell are they unionized? You want to represent the team? You represent the country? I have pride in representing the union. No, this is about the country. Your professional team. You can, no, no, no. It's about the union. Yeah, cut, cut. The men have been playing under the terms of a collective bargaining agreement that expired in January 2018. The women's collective bargaining agreement expired at the end of March. But talks continued after the Federation and players agreed to settle a gender discrimination lawsuit brought by some of the players in 2019. The settlement was contingent on the Federation reaching labor contracts that equalized pay and bonuses between the two teams. Here, how about this one? Women can get equal pay as the men for soccer the second that they sell as many tickets or, or since that's highly unlikely, when they can beat that uh, high school team in Texas, the high school boys team in Texas that kicked the crap out of them. <laughs> if they can do that, they can have equal pay. Actually, I don't care. It's going to end up bankrupting probably this organization, and I'm, I'm fine with that. To be honest with you, a lot of people say, well, America should dominate soccer. We, eh, I don't, we dominate everything else. They can, the Europeans can have soccer. God gave people arms and hands for a reason, okay? And now we're even kneecapping ourselves to make our future of soccer even worse because you go to a kid's soccer game, like, you can't use a header. You can't do a header. It could cause brain damage. Like, eh. Look at the crowd at a soccer game. They must have played a lot of soccer as kids, made a lot of headers. I'm, I'm cool with that. Uh, we're still waiting on results out of, what do you call it, Pennsylvania. The primary up there yesterday has been deadlocked. Deadlock. It's, it's what, 0.2% or something like that? McCormick is at 31.1% and Oz is at 33 .3 or 31.3%. There's an automatic recount if it's within 0.5 percentage points. So they're headed for that either way. Uh, but they're waiting on the mail-in ballots to come in yet again. Pennsylvania, get your act together for the love of God. Uh, Kathy Barnett was a dud. I mean, she got 24.8%. So that's not a dud, but she was not a factor Except in she probably cost Oz a lot of votes, would be my guess. But watching all of this, we don't know much of anything just yet. We will find out. 
We will find out. Everybody can just calm down. Calm down. I'm looking for this story about Eric Clapton. It really is. You want to hear how perverse the liberal media is. Eric Clapton. Guitar god Eric Clapton. He has COVID, right? Now, Eric Clapton got vaccinated. Eric Clapton's in his 70s or whatever. He's up there in age, not of the best health. People with that much substance abuse, and somehow they survived. He survived, but it's not, you know, going well. So he got the shot like everybody else. He had a horrible reaction to it. It had just felt awful and was rather public about it. I think he even wrote a song about how awful he felt because of it. Well, he became public enemy number one. Rolling Stone magazine, which used to love Eric Clapton, had pieces going, my God, Eric Clapton's going to get people killed. He's a monster. He's a this, he's a that, he's the other. Anti-vaxxer Eric Clapton. All this crap that the left does. They unleashed their playbook on him. And to his credit, Eric Clapton said, I got more money than I know what to do with. Go F yourselves. I don't care. Well, now he's got COVID. And weirdly, they're trying to dunk on him over this. The Los Angeles Times headline, vaccinated but anti-vaccine, comma, Eric Clapton tests positive for COVID-19. And you're sitting there going, well, I know you hate him because he said don't get the shot. It really messed him up and it took him a long time. He felt like he was going to die. took him a long time to get better. And you hated him for that. You hate him because he contradicted your God King of current God King Joe Biden, etc., etc. But let's be honest. Vaccinated but anti-vaccine. He's got COVID. Actually kind of makes his point. Actually doesn't even make his point because he got the shot. It makes the anti-vaccine crowd's point. The people that liberals hate probably even more than Eric Clapton. He is vaccinated, but he is got COVID. Huh. When the people say the vaccines don't work, don't get vaccinated, it's a waste of time. That's why. Eric Clapton at least got the shot. The rock musician Eric Clapton, an outspoken critic of pandemic safety regulations and the COVID-19 vaccines, has tested positive for the coronavirus. The headline implies vaccinated but anti-vaccine. Eric Clapton tests positive for COVID-19. Makes it sound as though the virus said, (laughs) so you're anti-vaccine, huh, Eric? Well, I'll show you. And went out and got him, which would make sense if you look at these people who've been going. If you're out there in the streets in a crowd of people rioting and breathing and kissing, if you're doing it for justice, if you just mentioned George Floyd, COVID-19 knows not to infect you. And it goes away immediately and in perpetuity. It's that kind of mentality. The way that the people write about this, it's like COVID is nothing more than that uh, spiky ball. And those little spikes are not uh, proteins to infect cells, but they're ears. And they hear plain as day people talking about COVID. They go, uh, are you out here for ju- you're out here for justice? All right. You shall be allowed to live. Everybody else gets COVID because I don't think you're sincere enough about your love for George Floyd. I hope Eric Clapton recovers. I hope Eric Clapton is doing fine. But the left clearly isn't. The left clearly doesn't wish him well at all.
They want him to do harm. Uh, uh, vaccinated, but anti-vaccinated. If you had a bad reaction to something, wouldn't you tell other people, hey, be, maybe this new experimental thing that nobody's ever had injected into them before made me feel like crap, so think twice before you do it. Maybe look at your risk factors and decide for yourself. That is common sense, and common sense is evil in the liberal mindset in the progressive world. Get better, Eric Clapton, and everybody else get bent. Man, I'm sick of these people. Anyway, that's the eternal question. We're out of time for today. I appreciate the use of your ears. Appreciate you listening to the program, spreading the word, tell your friends, and be back here tomorrow as we do it all over again. It's only going to get hotter temperature-wise and here on the show. Thanks for listening.